Well, I'm not an expert. I'm not an authority. I'm someone who has been a murderer for almost 20 years. Maybe I should have killed four or 500 people, then I would have felt better. People say Ted Bundy didn't show any emotion. There must be something in that. I showed emotion. You know what people said? See, you really can get violent and angry. Welcome to The Squawk and the Hag, a podcast about murder, mystery, the supernatural, and even a conspiracy or two. Dun, dun, dun. My name is Mo. And I'm Kraken. Welcome on in, guys, to another episode of The Squonk and the Hag. With me, as always, is the Kraken. And today we have a Cracko tale. Oh, boy! Uh, one thing I did want to bring up before we get into it is y'all may have noticed that the episode came out on Monday last week. That was a mistake. So we are not changing the schedule yet uh, that I am aware of. I accidentally hit published instead of schedule. Just a little bit, but it's fine. Whoops. But if anybody does prefer having the episodes released at a different time of the week um hit us up on either social media or the discord or um send us an email through the website or something stuff and things um because we picked thursdays because there was a blog article that said thursdays are a good day so we're not married to it nah we can we can just you know do whenever all right, so anyway, yes, this week we have a Cracko Tale. This one you don't have to worry about too bad. This one is more like the Bunyip episode where it's it's not as traumatizing. It's a bit of a palate cleanser. Well, that's good because my next story is god-awful. Wonderful, so that works out perfectly then. Yay! So this one is uh, about the a creature called the, I'm going to hope I'm pronouncing this right, the Mishipeshu. It is a creature that lives in Lake Superior. So if anyone lives in or has gone to Lake Superior, they may have heard of tales of this creature that lives in the lake and on Mishipicoten Island in Lake Superior. Uh, supposedly it lives there and it uh, has a horde of copper. Oh, so this is how uh, good my geography knowledge and skills are. I didn't know there were islands in Lake Superior. Bro, I didn't either until I looked this up. <laughs> okay. You want to you wanna make it even more interesting? There are islands in Lake Superior that have lakes on those islands that are in the lake. Wait, what? This, this island that I'm talking about that's in Lake Superior, there are smaller lakes on this island because this island is actually pretty big because Lake Superior is a very large lake. It's almost like a mini ocean that there are smaller lakes... It, it's almost like a great lake. Exactly. There's lakes on islands in a lake. Are there smaller islands? Maybe. I mean, technically, if you put a rock in a puddle, that could be an island. But I mean, it's, it is an island for ants. It's an island in the sun. Hit, hit. So you can get on a boat, go through Lake Superior, land on an island, and then go see another lake. It's Lakeception. And even better, uh -huh. the lake that we're talking about is, is, it sounds like something out of a Scooby-Doo episode. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the third largest island in Lake Superior, and it's the most remote. 
there are a bunch of shipwrecks around it because it's made out of ancient lava bedrock. It's very hard to get around and get up to the island. Oh, wow. And there's also a heavy blanket of mist that is usually covering the shoreline. And with all the fog, it's kind of difficult to even see the island. Yeah. Uh, sounds like we're in a Scooby-Doo episode. And it's also covered in very dense forest as well, so... Okay, now I think we have left Scooby-Doo land and headed into Jurassic Park. But wait, we're gonna go back into Scooby-Doo land because... Oh, okay. There's a bunch of ruins on this island, too, because, uh, there used to be a bunch of copper mines on this island and, uh, like, fisheries and stuff, like fish markets on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, the copper mines that were put here cost millions of dollars that was all lost because the settlers or the Europeans who came to the island in search of copper were told by the natives in the area that that's where they got all their copper from. But when they got there, they couldn't find any copper at all. So were they lied to or were they dumb? Either they were lied to or this creature hoarded all the all the copper on the island and hid it somewhere. Because supposedly this island is where the creature lives and where its horde of copper is. It sounds like a a dragon who didn't realize that copper's not gold. It does, and what makes it even better is it's it's said to be a cross between a cat and a dragon, so it's just an orange cat dragon. It's an orange cat dragon? <gasps> I don't know what color it would be. I mean, I well, copper is almost orangish in color, I guess, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If the copper cat dragon is an orange cat, does that mean it also has to share the communal brain cell? Possibly. Hmm. Wedge shares a brain cell with this ancient mythical creature. Maybe Wedge is this ancient mythical creature. I mean, could be. Which I'll get to the description in a minute, and honestly, there's one thing about this creature that kind of sounds like Wedge. <laughs> really long tail? It has a really long tail. Oh my god! <laughs> Though I don't know if, if Wedge can pick things up with his tail. This thing's tail is prehensile, so... Uh, I've never seen him, but usually it's just sticking straight up in the air with like a tiny little tick at the top that flips back and forth. Fair enough. You haven't seen it. That doesn't mean you can't. Yeah, he. I mean, if he's if he's laying low, and you know he's like he's a mythological creature who's mm-hmm. on 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 the down low, he would wait until I was asleep to pick things up with his tail. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so these mines were abandoned, and pe- uh, people still visit the island. Like you can go camp there and stuff. It's kind of like a park. So, but there's no facilities there. So if you if you go there, it's usually during like. Uh, the fall, spring, because in the winter, it's really hard to get to it because of all the ice. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you do camp there, like you can see all the shipwrecks. It's popular for divers to go out there and dive and see all the shipwrecks and everything and uh, all the abandoned fishery buildings and the mine shafts that are all over the island. But as I said, they found nothing of value, so they just kind of abandoned everything there. So it's all still kind of there. It's just ruined. Hmm. Cool. So the creature that calls this lake and island home is known by just just a few names. 45 to be exact. Oh, just a few. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what few means? Few is three. Yeah, close enough. 
three, forty-five, you know. Three and forty-five are very different numbers. I couldn't list all the names here because honestly, I couldn't pronounce them if I tried because they are Native American names. So I wasn't even going to attempt that. But oh, see, that would have been fun. We could have had like a forty-five minute episode of you just mispronouncing tribal names. I would offend so many people mm-hmm. because one of them, I kid you not, it. It sounds, it looks and sounds like Mr. Pissy. Literally the second half of the name is P-I-S-S-Y. So I shouldn't tell you this. I know I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. When I was growing up, I went by Missy. my, My name's Melissa. And I guess that was the cute thing back then. I stopped that once I got old enough to realize that I was able to stop that. But my brother being the big brother that he is, always called me Pissy Missy. Mm-hmm. Gonna add that one to the collection. Just gonna save that for later. The other the other the other nickname from childhood is that my parents called me Dinky Donut. Save that one for later too, just just in case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's fine though. That's what brothers and family do though. Yeah. Do I, is this the point where we're discussing nicknames and I need to explain my nickname? Yes. So you're familiar with the second Incredibles movie, right? Yes. You're familiar with the scene where the baby fights the raccoon? I've been referred to as (laughs) Jack-Jack. I mean, it it does, it it lines up. Yeah. Back to the creature with 45 names, just a few. (laughs) The one that I picked that is the easiest for me to attempt to pronounce, um... Mishipeshu, it translates roughly to the Great Lynx. Um, most refer to it as the underwater panther. <gasps> I love panthers. Or the water panther. But uh, there's there's a lot of descriptions for this thing. It seems like it's a, a mashup of a bunch of different animals. It has the head and paws of a large cat and antlers like a deer or a bison it has a scaly reptile-like body that also has patches of feathers, razor-like fins along its back, fur, and the very long prehensile tail. I want one. Can I? Where? Same. Yeah. But from what I've seen, I don't think they're very friendly. That's why you have to get them as a kitten. Well, I mean, if you want to go to the island and try to find a kitten and then escape with it, go right ahead. I'll meet you there. Also, supposedly, uh... Its antlers, scales, and fur are said to be made of pure copper. Wait, wait. Its fur is made of copper. I guess like really thin little strands, but... I suppose, because I did see uh, a a little story that was on here that mentioned that uh, someone had found Hmm. a chunk of copper that they claimed to be a piece of this creature's fur. So I I don't exactly know how that works. I guess all the fibers kind of bunched together and made like a little block or a chunk. Yeah, or like, you know, maybe like porcupine-like, but... Maybe, yeah. Metal. (laughs) Also, in case you were wondering what it sounded like, supposedly it sounds like the hissing of rushing rapids or the roar of a mighty storm. Well, yeah, I mean, just come to my house at dinner time and I can tell you exactly what that sounds like. Just imagine you're just sitting in bed, reading or whatever, and then Wedge just hops up on the bed, he opens his mouth and it sounds like a waterfall. (laughs) Well, <laughs> so Miss Mara is sleeping in the cat bed on my desk right now, and when she gets into a real good sleep in her bed, she wakes up and she drools in her sleep. Yeah, your cats are this creature because there's the water, 
and the snoring is most likely the the mighty storm. And she gets up and she just has like this thing of drool sticking out. I'm telling you, I need I need to get one of these. Same. I need a baby Mishipeshu and a baby Displacer Beast. Same. Those are my next pets. <gasps> oh my god, I need to because we're coming up on Halloween season. I need to figure out how to make a Displacer Beast ca- costume for the cats. That would be amazing. Because like, I, if I could do just like a harness. And then, like, make the little yeah, I'm sure you could, tentacles. I'm sure you could base it off of the harness, yeah. Yeah. Chris is going to kill me. And if the cats don't do it first. True. Depends on what cat you put it on. Wedge would be too scared. Mara would murder you. Biggs doesn't care. Yeah, you, you might get away with Biggs. Yeah. You might be able to... Biggs is just happy to be here. He doesn't know what he's doing, but he's, he's here. But I will warn you, if you're thinking about getting one of these as a pet, um... It said that the creature lives in the deepest parts of the lake, and it's able to create large waves, storms, rapids, and whirlpools. Whoa. So you just look out in your backyard, and it's just covered in fog, and for some reason it's only raining in your backyard. Yeah, but that would be great during droughts. Yeah. (laughs) Why is your grass so green? You can charge people for rain. I'll tell you, but then I gotta kill you. It's a trade secret. Actually, I'll tell you, then you gotta come swim in my pool. But as I said, the the lake, some parts of it, there's ice. It kind of freezes over in the winter, so people don't really get out to the island much. But apparently this creature can break through the ice and cause people to fall in and drown. That's actually one of my big fears is um, if you fall into a body of water in super low temperatures you break mm. through and it freezes on top of you and then you can't get out uh, even though you're like at the top that or you go down and then like you can't find where you went in at yeah that's horrifying why would you do this because i have nightmares about it so you might as well too that's that's fair what are friends for Kraken? allow me to give you possibly some nightmares that are either a reason to go on an adventure Apparently, these things don't just live in Lake Superior. They can live in any lake. I wonder how close of... I wonder what the nearest, like, like legit lake is to me. That is a good question. I have no idea. Because, like, I'm sure it's not, like, a little pond. Like, it has to be, like, a deep lake. Yeah, because if if it decides to make a lake home, the signs that you notice that there might be one in the lake are... um, the, the lake might change appearance. There'll be like abrupt, strong wind, fog, deep depressions in the lake, or specific colorations of the water. Hmm. Okay, I'll keep an eye out. They look for really foggy and windy lakes, and then there's probably one in there. <laughs> okay. Just go swimming. You'll find it. <laughs> yeah. So the tales of the Mishipeshu, they're part of tradition for several tribes in the Great Lakes region. Specifically, the ones that I could find are the Odawa, Ojibwe, Potawatomi, Algonquin, Shawnee, Crees, and Menominees, and the Anishinaabe. I think I pronounced those pretty close. So those are the tribes that were around the Great Lakes that a lot of the stories came from. Um, and there are, uh, they, everyone, each tribe has their own theory on the intentions, whether the creature's friendly or if it's mean or what. But some believe that it's it's dangerous and it just brings death and misfortune, while other tribes see it as a guardian of precious metals in Lake Superior and the other Great Lakes regions. Hmm. 
Uh, sometime in the late uh, or in the 1950s, uh, a prairie band of Potawatomi Native Americans they performed a traditional ceremony to placate the underwater panther. Pretty much just they performed a ceremony to keep him happy mm-hmm. and maintain balance with his enemy, the Thunderbird. The underwater panther and the Thunderbird. Yes. He's just going out hunting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Because the, the Thunderbird rules the skies in the upper world and the Mishipeshi rules the water and the lower world. So they, they're not they're not too friendly with each other. It's like real life Pokemon out there. You know, like, it's just funny because, uh, like, Han t- was hunting a bug today. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just imagine this this panther with the horns and the spikes and the copper and everything like that chasing after a Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. The same way my derpy house cats do. <laughs> yeah, and then he just misses and just kind of, like, rolls around on his back in the dirt. Yeah. Or plays with it until it's just too tired. And it just kind of bats at it a little bit. Yeah, aka dead. Yeah. Yeah. But the Thunderbird, I'm, I might actually have to do some research on that one because that's that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. So it's also, uh, so you know, Mozilla Firefox. Mm-hmm. Thunderbird is their email inbox that you can get. It's kind of like Outlook, but it's oh yeah, theirs. I kind of yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, it's not a good one. It doesn't render very well, and not a lot of people use it. Fair enough. But a lot of people use Firefox. Firefox is is good. They they did a good job on that one. Thunderbird. Eh. I mean, we have the Water Panther, the Firefox, and the Thunderbird. <laughs> now we just need some sort of air thing. And I mean, would the Thunderbird not count for air? Well, no, because you have water, fire, thunder. Well, I guess maybe that would be air. So we need earth. If you're doing the if you're doing the elements, I think yeah, we, can, we would we have to find earth. The thunderbird under air. Yeah, we need we need one for earth. I'm just thinking of the fifth element. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. That's a good question. What could the fifth one be? And then we'll have all the starter Pokemon. Fourth. There's four elements. It's fine. It's fine. We'll figure it out. The 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 fifth element from the movie is not like it's. it's it's, mm, it's mm. the supreme being. Yeah, not 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 something. No, it is something. It is something. We'll have to figure out what it is. Just don't worry about it. It's Mila Jovovich is what it is. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Fifth Element? Yes. Uh, I think we did that for movie night in your Discord that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, just checking. Yeah, that one I have seen. You can't get angry at me. Oh, I can get angry at you for lots of things. Just not this one. Fair. Yeah. Because there's plenty of other movies I haven't seen that you're unaware of, so... And a lot that I am aware of. Yeah, that too. Anyway, so you know I said this thing hoards copper, and it, it really likes copper, right? Well, sometime in the 17th century, when missionaries began arriving in the Great Lakes region, the Ojibwe tribe considered taking copper to be taboo, and it was extremely forbidden. Taking copper was even worse if you took it from the creature's home on Mishipakotan Island because it was seen as stealing directly from the creature. And the stealing is not nice. Yeah. And there's a story about taking the copper. A Jesuit missionary by the name of Claude Dablon told a story of four Ojibwe people who had went to the island to gather copper and bring back to the village so they could heat water. 
But as soon as they pushed off from the island after getting the copper that they needed, they heard the eerie voice of the water panther. It growled and accused them of stealing the playthings of his children, and all four of them died on their way back to the village. See kittens! Yeah, they're somewhere. You can lure them out with some copper. Also, okay, so they went to the island to gather copper to heat water. Like, in a copper pot, or are they lighting copper on fire? Yeah, I haven't figured that one out. That That's just how the story was written where it, wherever I could find it. Yeah. I'm unsure of how they're heating water with copper. Yeah, I mean, like, copper pots are a thing. Maybe using it as, like, an insulating material? So maybe they... Like, packing the lumps of it around their, their pots and stuff, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And it know. helps heat the water faster, maybe? Well, I mean, that's why, like, I mean, copper pipes, copper pots... Do I look like a scientist? Do I look, do I look like I know these things? No. Fire under pot of water makes hot water. That, that's all I know. I don't I don't know anything else much other than that. No offense, but I'm actually surprised you know that much. Oh, I am too. <laughs> I'm surprised I got that far. But only uh, yeah, only one of the four that made this trip survived, and they only survived long enough to tell what happened before they died as well. Oh wow. But supposedly, if you offer the Mishipeshu tobacco, he will grant you safe passage over the lake. Wait, 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 wait. The, the War Panther's a smoker? I suppose so, because apparently tobacco is the offering that he likes. Different. If you need to cross the lake, maybe bring some tobacco and throw it in the water before you go. Bring copper and tobacco. <laughs> Different? Well, if, 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 the, uh, if the Water Panther is a smoker... Maybe you should bring copper pipe and tobacco. I'm pretty sure smoking from a copper pipe would hurt you. We're talking about a mythical water panther here. Do you think it, it creates storms and whirlpools? Do you think it is worrying about the harmful effects of smoking from a copper pipe? Well, I'm... Uh, no. But I'm also wondering, is that what its prehensile tail is for? Because... It holds it's the pipe and while it smokes. <laughs> yeah, because its paws doesn't have, don't have thumbs. Unless it's a polydactyl. Okay, now I'm just picturing this thing just sitting on the like, on the beach of the of the island that it lives on, just laid down like a cat does, holding a, a copper pipe in its in its tail and it's smoking tobacco with it. The things that we do. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need to give this one a name because we have Jeff who you know, likes coffee and and stuff like that. So maybe maybe Jeff can go on vacation with the. Uh, the Mishipeshu, and they can smoke from a copper pipe together. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I need... I feel like it needs a really cute kitty name. Mm-hmm. Fluffy. Fluffy. Fluffy the Water Panther. Fluffy the Water Panther. I like it. I like it a lot. So, tobacco will get you safe passage across the lake, but like all cats, it depends on its mood on whether or not it wants to. Yeah. Like, just because you bring it an offering doesn't mean it's going to do the thing you want it to do. It's just, like, your chances are a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the uh, the Algonquins believe that the Mishipeshi was a bringer of protection, healing, and medicine. They made their medicine uh, bundles out of snakeskin, like the reptilian body of the water panther. I like that version. I like the, the protection healing medicine version versus the bringer of death. Yeah, I would believe that because uh, 
I saw a lot of things about the, uh, the the copper rush of that area when everyone was kind of settling in that area and grabbing up all the copper and trying to run away with it and everything. Uh, a lot of ships in, in this lake have sunk trying to get copper out of that lake. Wow. Yeah. A, a little more than, than what's like a coincidence. Yeah. Like there's something going on. There's not just a bunch of shipwrecks out there for no reason. Yeah. But also, in in with the healing and protecting thing, uh, it is also capable of granting bountiful hunts, fishing, and food, again, if it's in a good mood. Well, that means you just have to bring in lots of fun toys and maybe some treaties. You know, snackies go a long way. Get, like, a, a, a fishing rod with, like, feathers on the ends. Uh, maybe a nice comfy bed and some bankies. The park ranger just comes to check on me, and I've just got this mythical creature late, sprawled out on the bank. I'm petting <laughs> the belly and feeding it wet food from a pouch. <laughs> I wonder if Meowington's makes the pizza bed large enough for <laughs> for the Vichy Pesci. I'm sure they would make one if we requested it's it. It's like, hi, so I need one large enough for a panther. Thanks! And, uh, Another rabbit hole to to go down here is it's not ex- it, like while it's a it looks like a panther, it's bigger than a panther. Oh, it really? I've heard people describe the thing being like the size of a small Volkswagen. So it's not your average kitty. Yeah. So like when you were like uh, the one thing you mentioned like a lynx, and I was thinking more like that size. Yeah. But, no. It's... So it sounds like it's larger than a lion. Yeah, it, it's bigger than a normal cat. Um, I'll, uh, like, like they call it the water panther, but the name also translates to the great lynx. So it's just it's some form of big cat, and it's it's just massive. Yeah, I was thinking it was like you know a lynx or a bobcat size, not you know lion. Yeah, you would need to message them and and say, do you have a pizza bed that I could put a Volkswagen in? (laughs) Asking for a friend. Just asking for a friend, it's fine. But that gave me the thought, I was like, wait a minute, if this thing lives in lakes and has this serpent-like body... What if the Loch Ness Monster is just a a Mishipeshu? No, the Loch Ness Monster is a plesiosaur. Okay, but what if? They could be friends, but it's a plesiosaur. It's the last dinosaur. Don't take this from me. Okay, but what if I did? I will fight you. Although, did you see uh, that they actually were able to extract DNA from a prehistoric creature? I did not. Like full DNA strands. They better put that thing back where it came from or so help me. This is how Jurassic Park started. I was just going to say, Jurassic Park, here we come. Yeah, no, I mean, I would love Jurassic Park, you know, if they stayed in the cage where they're supposed to stay, but, you know. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Oh, speaking of staying in the cage. Oh, no. True crime tangent. No, it's just um, last episode we had talked about um, the escaped prisoner in Mm -hmm. Westchester and he has been caught and um details came out uh as to why he was sentenced to 
life in prison. Um, he, so he was from Brazil and his girlfriend up here found out that he was wanted for murder in Brazil. So he killed her to shut her up. That escalated quickly. Yeah. And the reason it took them, cause he was on the run for over two weeks. He had, um, survival training and he was like, he was out on, out there, um, just, mm-hmm. you know, following his training. I guess he was living off of watermelon. And, um, the. Where do you spend that much watermelon? Did you just raid the grocery store every now and again? Or maybe, like, someone was growing. I don't know. I don't know where he got it. Um, but. If you're living off watermelon for a few weeks, I'm going to question where you're getting all this watermelon <laughs> from. And, like, that's not the most portable of food. But, uh,. And it's not something that everyone's growing in their backyard, and it's not even something everyone has all the time. Yeah, I don't know, but... It's very specific. It is. It's very specific. But um, a, actually, a dog got him, and help, help, like that's how police were able to catch him, is he... Um, I guess they, they found him, and they closed in, and then a dog actually grappled him to the ground, and then he, they were able to get him, so... Fair enough. But he was being held temporarily in the Chester County Jail, and they were going to move him to a more secure long-term prison facility because he had just been sentenced and stuff like that. So um, he was being held, and the guard who was in the tower that was supposed to be watching where he escaped uh, apparently was slacking off and did lose their job. Um, that's not a good time to be slacking off nor is that a good job to be slacking off in general yeah exactly exactly so um, but then kind of a random tangent and sorry I'm taking over the episode but um, this was a shorter one so this is perfectly fine tangents are welcome here okay Um, there was a group of juvenile delinquents that escaped like they didn't escape prison they mm. you know they, but they were in some sort of facility or work program or something like that and they escaped and the reason the reason they were caught is cuz they got tired so they turned themselves in why why is that us <laughs> i'm tired and there's no food here yeah they just showed up at this house Actually, and it apparently isn't that far from where my parents live. And I just showed up and they're like, we're tired. Can you call them? That's me and you showing up at someone's door, just sobbing. And just I'm, I'm in the back, like behind you. You're the one doing the talking. I'm just sprawled out on the lawn and just out of breath. And you're just sobbing like, can you please call the police? We're, we're, we escaped from prison and we're tired and I'm hungry and it's hot out here. There's bugs everywhere. <laughs> and then me screaming from the background, I want McDonald's. I walked into a spider web. <laughs> I drank all my juice. There's no juice boxes out here. <laughs> I already missed three episodes of Paw Patrol. <laughs> I fell and sat on my Peppa Pig phone and it broke. My frog slippers got wet. 
We would be the worst criminals ever. Yeah. I wish there was a way for us to to do um like some of those YouTube videos where it's like I hired a special agent to hunt me down for 24 hours. We need we need to do something like that. Yeah, except we would waste money because we'd just be sitting at our computer playing video games. Yeah, basically. It's like, well, you got me. Yeah, I would be I would be coming home looking for the snacks, and you would go home because uh, <laughs> you you wanted to see Wedge. I don't like being in public. That too. Like all of my stuff is here. <laughs> Why would I want to leave? The police walk in during the D&D game and they go to arrest you and you're just like, but wait, we have to finish this campaign. It's D&D night. You weren't supposed to find me yet. <laughs> we didn't fight the boss yet. Wait, let me finish this skill check. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yep. I forget where we were. We were doing something. We were talking. Stuff was happening. Uh, yeah, I don't actually have this one in my notes, but I, I did want to mention, are you familiar with the, uh, it's called the Alligator Mound in Granville, Ohio? Nope. Supposedly it was a big ceremony site, and uh, the reason they call it the Alligator Mound, I don't know who thought this looked like an alligator, but um, I'll send you the photo because like I said it's not in my notes, but it's a big hill and they uh, they piled up dirt and made it look like a large creature supposedly an alligator but the tail is really long and curved um there was someone who recently was researching this and someone with more credibility than i have and put it together that this is most likely not an alligator but it is a meshipishu and then it was just mistaken it looks like a person pooping or it could also be that yeah some kid could have made this. Well, like, it looks like a person. And then there's the little squiggly thing at the bottom. But see, this just goes to show they could be anywhere, even as far as Ohio. I hope there's one near me. I'm sure there is. You just lay out some copper and tobacco and I'm sure I'm sure one will come along. <laughs> I just imagine going to like a, a national park or something like that and being at the side of the, you know, at the edge of the water and laying it down and having a park ranger be like, what are you doing? I'm waiting for the kitty cat. Don't worry. And you just pick up the copper pipe and kind of swish it around on the edge of the water a little bit. Come on, you can smell it. Meow, meow, kitty. Meow, meow. You just take the the key to finding one is you take the bundle of tobacco leaves and you like smack it against the copper pipe a few times. What's that going to do? So that way, you know, they can hear it. You hear the sound of the leaves hitting the metal pipe. The Meshapishu can tell that that's tobacco leaves and that's the sound a copper pipe makes when it's smacked with tobacco leaves. If you say so. I mean, probably, but... Listen, do you want one or not? You just try anything. Or, better yet, there's actually a game that we can play while we're waiting for the kittens to show up. Uh, this, it used to be played in the Churchill River area... And it was just called Meshipishu that showcased the creature's drowning power that we talked about. The, wait, the creature's... Oh, because they could... Okay, yeah. I'm like, the creature's drowning power? What the hell does that mean? I get you. I get you. Their ability to drown people. Yeah, I got you. I, it took me, took me a second. Fair enough. 
So someone would be selected to be... The, this is how complicated the game is. You pick someone to be the water panther, and that person's goal is to catch their friends and throw them in the water. That... that That's it. Why does this sound like a game that Krakow invented? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's basically tag, but like instead of getting tagged, you get thrown into a river. Awesome. Sounds... Sounds like fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds like the opposite of fun. Well, fun or not, that is actually all I have on, on this creature today. That was that was all I could find. I still want one. I still want one. That's fair. Though the large horns on the, the uh, artist recreation in here. I think it makes it cuter. Fair enough. He's just like, look at him. He's smiling. He's so cute. But yeah, um, it is a shorter one, but it is a really nice one. I like this one. So thank you. We need the, we need the palate cleanser every now and again. Yeah, I mean, last week, BTK, next week. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think there's such a thing as spoilers, but next week we're going to be looking at John List, who is... Mm, also a piece of crap. So we, we need these sometimes. Fair enough. I that name sounds familiar, but I don't really know anything about that one, so that's gonna be fun. Yeah. It's always fun when I don't know the outcome though. Yeah. Given the podcast, I kind of already know. Yeah. Um Yeah. I'm gonna let you hold on to the word fun for a week and then um Yeah, hey look over there, it's something shiny. I'm just going to run away. Anywhere. Go find the shiny thing. <laughs> but no. Um, so yeah, next week is going to be another heavy one. But um, I've been I've been in like a, a deep research mood lately. So I've been looking at some of the, the heavier stories uh, just because uh, I'm in the mindset. Just because traumatized Krako. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm in a good mindset for for mm-hmm. it. Sometimes it like I definitely you'll notice like you'll notice in my stories there are like peaks and valleys of heavier to not as bad type stories just because mm-hmm. I like the stuff that I research. Sometimes you need a break. Sometimes you need to walk away. So yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. But thank you again, Krako, and thank you everybody for listening. We hope you have a fantastic rest of your week, and we mm-hmm, will mm-hmm. see you next time. And we love you to bits and stuff and things. And I'm bad at outros. So. Podcast host away. As always, make sure to check out our website for all of the show notes, sources, and more information at thesquonkandthehag.com. And we would also love and appreciate your support by either leaving a review on iTunes or through small monthly donations using the viewer support link in the description. And if you don't subscribe, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast network to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. All right, Krakow, you ready? Okay, bye.